The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. We are back and we are coming off our most listened to episode in the history of the show last week following UFC 264. And we thank you very much for that as we are back to matchmake for some of the big winners, notable names, the tastemakers, if you will, coming out of the UFC's return to the apex this past Saturday night, UFC Vegas 31, where the lightweight division took the marquee once again. And there is officially a new face that is ready to make a title run in this loaded division. We will discuss the fallout of that, a memorable return to the Octagon as well, and much more this week on the show. I am Mike Hack, and joining me as always is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, and the Prince of Positivity. He's my best friend and your best friend, Mr. Alex Kaylee. How are you, sir? Oh, thank you. My, my best friend, Michael Heck. I, I don't know. I'm in a good mood after Saturday's card. I don't know if it's because... After all the stuff that happened after UFC 264, I just needed kind of a refreshing, low-drama uh, card where everyone just went in there and took care of business and kind of did their jobs. I know this sounds boring to people. I'm sure people who watched it were bored at times. But it just felt it, – it, it was it was a card, Mike, as we like to say. It was a card. It was a card. And it was a quality card. I, I don't even say this out of like out of like, oh, people just showed up and did their jobs, whatever. There was a really, really – like I think some good fights. I loved the main event. I, I saw a lot of people, the usual, you know, the usual who were like, oh, it's boring. Like same people who don't like Habib, same people who don't like GSP. Like, oh, it's so boring. I'm like, that is that is MMA there, man. You watch Makachev in that main event. That is MMA. So, uh, yeah, I've had a great time on Saturday. Really enjoyed it and uh, was very much looking forward to doing this on to the next one. I feel that way every Sunday morning when I, when I get up and let's do it right now. Let us begin with the man, I guess it wasn't with whom this this card was built around originally, but it became that way. Islam Makachev, because of course, as we all know by now, the main event was supposed to be Max Holloway versus Jair Rodriguez. Holloway gets injured. Makachev and Tiago Moises gets bumped to the main event, and man, this Makachev just keeps sending shivers down the spines of everybody at 155 pounds. He dominates, suffocates Tiago Moises with pressure. 
and then like literally nearly suffocates Tiago Moises with a rear naked choke in the fourth round. Eight wins in a row, AK, victorious in 20 of his first 21 professional fights. The man is a problem, and you can put him in there with anybody in the top 10, top 5, top 3. Throw him in there with Charles Oliveira right now, AK, and at the absolute worst, on his worst night, on his worst night, he is competitive with everybody up there. He is in a fight competitively with all of those guys. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But again, getting to that level is going to prove to be a little bit of a problem because I don't see a lot of guys really rushing to say, okay, I will fight this guy and put my spot on the line against this maniac. So where does he go now from another dominant submission win? I'm going to go with the obvious pick, and it's someone who I've matched up a couple of times in the show and really enthusiastically. I like uh, Rafael dos Anjos. Rafael dos Anjos is the way to go. I really wanted him to fight Justin Gaethje. I don't this fight's happening. Literally just last week, Mike, uh, when we recorded that show, I said, I said, I, wa- I really want that McGregor fight to finally happen. But I, we, we knew McGregor was hurt. We know now very likely out until next year. I, I think, I think a full 12 months sounds, sounds like, you know, the next time we'll see McGregor is probably next July. And that's, also considering, I mean, the guy doesn't fight that often anyway. So uh, I, I think RDA is once again free. I hate to do this. I hate to reuse this name when, again, I just used it last week. But he's been booked to fight Makachev multiple times. He is a top 10 guy. Uh, he's a former world champion. Stylistically, a great matchup for Islam Makachev. So this is this is the right test for Islam Makachev right now. Um, and I think one of the one of the few guys in the top 10 who's like, will really jump at the opportunity to fight him. I, I don't think RDA will be... Uh, hemming and hawing if a contract gets sent his way to fight Makachev. All week long, even on the preview show, the people's pre-fight show, even the beginning of the post-fight show, the RDA fight was the only one on my mind. And in the immediate aftermath of the win, I felt that way, continued to feel that way, but I've talked myself out of it. I talked myself out of it at the end of the post-fight show. I think if you can make this Tony Ferguson fight happen, you have to make it happen, and you have to make it happen right now because the story is there. Ferguson still has the name. Yeah, he's on a he's on a little bit of a, of a skid right now, but he's got the name. He's got the support. He's got the following. I mean, you see, you saw what happened the last time he fought in Houston. He was like the fan favorite. And more importantly than anything else, he's got the number five next to his name, AK. This is the fight to make. If you're a Tony Ferguson fan, you probably hate to hear this, but if Tony Ferguson believes that, if he believes what he says on social media, that he's still a title contender, he's a winner two away from getting back to a title fight, if he believes he can get back to that place he was at prior to the Justin Gaethje fight, you got to fight and beat Islam Makachev to do it. This is the one I would, of course, be fine with the RDA fight, but this has to be the fight, AK. It just has to be. Nothing else makes sense, really, for either guy right now. Would have been my number two choice. Uh, uh, Makachev himself mentioned it in the post-fight press conference. If he had a choice, that's what he would want to do. For the reasons you mentioned, it kind of, kind of continues this. Uh, kind of gives us the the Habib fight that we Habib Ferguson fight that that was booked many many times, but sadly sadly we never got. And I think Mike actually I think Ferguson fans actually would be excited about the Makachev matchup. You think matchup. so? Yeah, I mean I I think at this point even the most fanatical Ferguson followers as a little alliteration for you would probably be you know would probably be concerned for Ferguson I think even they would expect him to maybe take a loss there but 
for him to get a guy who, as you said, in the even though you know he hasn't beaten a top ten or top five guy yet, in the minds of many, is a top five guy. For Ferguson to still be able to get an opponent like that, I I, I think his fans would like that. I think his fans would see it as, and who knows, he picks up the win, he's suddenly right back in title contention, <laughs> which sounds unbelievable given uh, some of the recent losses he's taken. But a win over Makachev would do that, and. Um, Again, I, I was someone who, in their in their primes, and by primes I mean maybe a couple of years ago. You know, Ferguson's a, a little bit up there now and, and has some wear and tear. I really thought Ferguson had a chance to beat um, Khabib. Again, it sounds crazy now. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We see where both their careers went, um, and it seems like any any version of Nurmagomedov would have beaten uh, Tony Ferguson. But I really do think in their primes, um, before Ferguson had some of the took some of the damage he's taken in his recent fights, that uh, I think he would have had a chance. And I think the Makachev matchup is um is uh, is would at least give some some hint at what could have been. Yeah, I mean, some people, Jed Mishu especially, is like always says that you know, do, do you really think Tony Ferguson was the guy? And it's funny because Tony Ferguson was so far ahead of his time, but he just never evolved from there. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a weird thing. And maybe this fight will sort of reinvigorate him. We'll see what happens. But uh, and I know I said this fight is the only one that makes sense for either guy. It's not true, but it makes the most sense for Tony Ferguson. I know a lot of people want to see Tony Ferguson take this big step back and just find a way to a win, but sorry, bro. You just, it's just not possible in this division, especially if you're a top five guy, which I I was shocked. He was still a top five guy. When I looked at it, I'm like, there's no way this guy's ranked number five, but alas, there he is. And this is the fight to make. Number six, Mike, in the MMA fighting global rankings oh yeah so apparently apparently we're not too far off from that actually and again considering that we count uh we count the champion as one of the uh of rankings he is actually so technically he would be fifth uh you know the equivalent of fifth in the ufc rankings which counts champion as champion and then goes one two three four five you know contenders so i mean i don't know where you had him in your rankings mike uh but he's still apparently according to our rankings is still um still a top five guy i have him seventh or the number six contender in mind yeah i think he was probably i think i had him a little higher than that i think or a little lower than that i think maybe like eight or nine but still top 10 yes we are uh co-main event a triumphant return for one misha tate nearly five years removed from her last appearance the loss to raquel pennington at ufc 205 where cupcake announced her retirement from the sport and i said this on the post-fight show and there's no doubt. I mean, I obviously stand by it. She looked calm. She looked relaxed. She looked refreshed. A new, clear outlook on life. Ak, this the on the sport. She's definitely much happier. You could see it when Bruce Buffer was announcing her, and she looked excellent the entire fight against Marion Renault. It took her a couple minutes to, you know, get her legs under her, but she went in there, beats Marion Renault, who then went on to officially retire herself, and we wish her the very, very best in that. But to me, AK, this this is probably the easiest one for me, and I don't think you agree with this, but to me, this is this was a layup. Holly Holm called for it already. She planted that seed. She planted it several months ago during a live fan Q and A with Laura Sanko. Holly Holm wants to avenge that loss from UFC 196. I'm totally okay with that matchup right now. Tate says she's not here to take part. She's here to become a champion. And when you say things like that, and you have a name, and you have the cachet, if you will, that Misha Tate brings to the sport. The UFC will more than likely give her the opportunity to accomplish that as quick as possible. And a win over Holly Holm 
probably gets her there. Probably gets her to a title shot, if not at worst, one win away from, from getting there. So Holm wants it. If Tate shows any interest in that fight whatsoever, I think that fight happens. So that's the fight for me, AK. I don't think you're on the same wavelength, though. It's a great, it's a great fight. It's a, it's a rematch that I think we all thought we would see someday before uh, Misha retired in, in 2016. I just, I just like, I worry that Holm wins, and then just pushes back another, uh, pushes back a potential contender because I, I don't know if the UFC, I don't know what it would take for the UFC to book Holm into another title shot with Amanda Nunez. I, I, I know. Uh, everyone views her as like, oh, she's you know one of the matchmakers' favorites. It wouldn't take much, but considering how, like the first fight was pretty definitive, uh, I, I don't know if they want to put make that happen again. Holly Holm and Amanda Nunez, and so if she beat you know if Holm beats uh, Misha Tate, then you're suddenly killing this this uh, Misha Tate title run before it's even really begun. So I kind of cheesed out here. Um, I do think the home fight is more likely, but I kind of cheesed out going with, uh, well, I want to make a matchup where no matter who wins, you get a next title challenger. So. It's not my favorite, but I would want to see her face one of the young gunners uh, in the bantamweight division, Aspen Ladd or Macy Chasson. They're fighting uh, this week, uh, next, this coming weekend, excuse me, and uh, and I'd be okay. Matchup wise, I don't love it either matchup, but I think as far as uh, uh, keeping a sort of a title contender line alive, that's that's the way I want to go with it. So. It, great, it was great to see Tate back. Great to see Tate back. But I did have a little bit of trouble um, figuring out kind of what to do do with her next. But there's a lot of directions you can go. Like I said, you have these big name fights that are still there, like home, and then you can kind of again or keep her in the in the normal uh, contender stream. So we'll see how they go with it. Let me ask you this, AK. Mm-hmm. What are the chances that they just give Misha Tate a title shot? So Nunez has fight Juliana Pena next. Uh. It's it's not it's really not uh, impossible. So if I were to say chances out of ten, I'll go I'll go five out of ten. So so yeah. uh, and slightly leaning a little bit lower, honestly, like a little bit less than a fifty percent chance, but just barely lower than fifty percent. Because I think and, and not that they don't think she can. Like I, I think they know she's marketable. I think they know she's still a name, but I think they also have a lot of sort of respect for um, how she's come back and kind of like okay, well. I don't know if she would want a title shot right away. Why are we? I don't know if she would want a title shot right away. I don't know if Nunez would want to fight her next after Pena. I don't know if anybody wants to see that fight next. Um, so they could certainly make it and market it, but it's it doesn't sound like it's number like it's like the number one option on anybody's uh, plate. So it's possible, um, and given her name, somewhat likely, but not a desirable outcome. Right. And the only reason I bring up that question is I actually the more I think about it. I'm probably on the higher end of the five six scale. I probably mm. put it like five point seven five, because I don't feel like I, I don't think we're gonna. I think Amanda Nunes at best, and this is just my brain, three fights total left in her career. Because what mm. else? What else does she have to do? So I would think it would be who of the UFC to put her in the biggest fights possible for those final three fights. And one of those three fights is happening, like very soon on august 7th against juliana pena so after that she probably has maybe two fights left and then she's got to be done misha tate will be one of those two fights at some point and now it's either you just give it to her next just so you can have it and there's no way holly holm or anybody else can take that away from her or you throw misha in there one more time you end the career with the rematch with misha tate either way i think misha gets the title shot sooner than a lot of people think I don't know if that's the right call. I don't think you think that's the right call, but 
I have a feeling it would not surprise me in the slightest if the UFC just threw Misha Tate a title shot after that one win. Mike, let me ask you a question, sir. Where would you put Misha in the rankings uh, after after her win? Um, so I don't know what your rankings look like, but I'll go. I'll go. We'll do this. We'll do this quick, but we'll do this one by one. Uh, this is what our global rankings look like right now. Which so starting from 15 and up, would you put her above Alexis Davis? Yes, I agree. Julia Avila. Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, Penny Kianzad. Close, but yes. Now, right, it's getting closer here. So I wouldn't. So this is where I would stop with. This is in my rankings where I stopped with um, with Tate. I actually have her just at number 15 uh, in my rankings. I just couldn't pull the trigger. I maybe chickened out. I couldn't pull the trigger and put her kind of much you know closer to the top 10 spot she was in when she left. It, it was five years ago. Uh, number 12, would you put her higher than Sajara Eubanks? Oh, yeah. Okay. Catalosa. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, Sarah McMahon, who she's beat. I guess you would probably put her above Sarah McMahon. It was a long time ago, obviously. Uh, Macy Chiasa, number nine. Yes. Ketlin Vallada. Yes. Vallada. Yes. Dang. Uh, I guess you. And then Raquel Pennington. We have seven. I guess you would stop there. Uh, I would put her above Raquel Pennington right now, even though she, what? even though Raquel beat her, I would put her what? above Raquel right now. I'm, Yana, I'm looking okay. at the entire body of work. Okay. Sure. Yana Kunitskaya. Yes. Wow. Juliana Pena. I would probably stop it there. Okay, so you would have her, so Julian Pena is fifth. I mean, in our, and, and let, in me our just, rank, so. let me just let me just make it clear. I'm I'm looking at this from a UFC lens. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is where they would put her. They would put okay. her. You think Tuesday Tuesday comes around? She's in the top five six range. Oh God, yeah. I I, have oh. a feel, I I think she ends up. I think she ends up there. My rankings. I mean, I it's I think she beats. I think she's a good chance of beating pretty much every name that we just threw out. Okay, um, but but I see I don't base it on necessarily who they would beat. I need to like that five years off. It it just it you know I just can't put her back near that spot yet. Though she looked great on Saturday. Yeah, I just I mean, there's so many ways to look at it because the Misha Tate who fought Raquel Pennington was not the Misha Tate who fought Holly Holm or fought mm-hmm. fought Jessica I or mm-hmm. or yep. any or any of those other fighters. This is this is a fighter who had a foot and a half out the door before she made the walk to the octagon and MSG. So if Misha Tate and Raquel Pennington fight again, I think Misha Tate wins that fight nine out of 10 times. But I I just, I don't know. I, I like Raquel Pennington. She is a gritty gamer. I just, I don't know. I feel like she's one of the more overrated fighters on the roster. I just do. I can't, I can't wait till we see the global rankings uh, in August because (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you a little inside baseball, guys. The, the, I think our rankings chat we have in our, our company chat is pretty cordial, but it got a little chippy. It got a little chippy, and I think I, I'd love. I, I don't know. I want to see where Tate's going to land. So uh, it's it'll be interesting. Yeah, she'll she'll. I, I bet she ends up in the top ten. I think that's I, it, it's fair. I think she will too, despite my protestations. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How about Matush Gamrot? How about okay, him? and ladies and gentlemen listening to this program right now, there was <laughs> so much in, uh, hype and excitement around this guy yeah. finally signing to the UFC. He had the tough debut fight against Guram Kutatalatse, lost mm-hmm. a controversial decision in a fight that a lot of people thought Gamrot won, including mm-hmm. Guram Kutatalatse. He thought Matush Gamrot <laughs> won the fight, but he has bounced back in a big way, back-to-back finishes. And this is a guy who, you know, he got finishes on the regional scene, or not the regional scene, but like KSW and things like that. But he, he got a lot of like dominant decision wins along the way as well. But man, he's he's just making quick work of these cats. He, he did something that hadn't been done in several years on Saturday, submits Jeremy Stevens. And he did it without breaking a sweat, AK, in just over a minute's time. There are just so many fun options for him right now. This was one of the tougher ones because there's so many fun options. But now we get to make it kind of make sense here. What makes the most sense in your eyes for Gamrot? Well, let me first say, uh, KSW is so legit. And really, we, we should probably do a better job of, of putting guys from that promotion in uh, in our top 20 rankings. I, like, again, a, a Gamrot came over from there. Jukas Duplessis. Um, uh, Phil DeFreeze is over there doing damage. I know he almost made a lot of our. I, I think he almost made our our top fifteen uh, heavyweight rankings. He was on my top fifteen, right? I know he got a few votes. Yeah, he just missed making my. Um, Phil DeFreeze, uh, Robocop is over there. There's just again, guys. If you have the time, watch KSW because those guys are legit. And when they come over and have success, it's not surprising at all. Um, not to mention all the other Polish fighters who who didn't necessarily become stars in KSW, but obviously like Jan Blachowicz, Yuri Prochaska. Poland's doing all right in MMA. Let's put it that way. So uh, Gamrot, we, uh, I think we, we've decided he, he does deserve a top 15 guy. So I'm staying right at the edge uh, of that 10 to 15 range. Uh, my number two choice would have been Brad Riddell, but I went with uh, Gregor Gillespie. I love the Gregor Gillespie matchup. Very, very tough. Gamrot is so well-rounded, and as, as he showed, he showed his spectacular grappling on uh, on Saturday against a guy who he would knew he would have the advantage against. I think there could be some wicked scrambles with Gillespie. I think Gamera has good stand up too, so I would favor him in this matchup. Um, and I think uh, Gillespie would, again deserves a, a a high quality name opponent as well. So give me Gillespie Gamera. This is actually it's it was fun to go down the rabbit hole, but it was actually tough because, like you said, he should get a top fifteen guy. But with, with with the way the division looks right now, it is not going to be easy to get him there. And you mentioned Gillespie. He was probably the first name that popped into my mind. But you also see Brad Riddell up there. And I know the UFC has tried to make that fight before. And I have a feeling they're going to try to make that fight again because it just makes too much sense. You can match Gamrod up with another like up-and-coming guy with just a few... F- I, don't, I don't know what to do here. So I don't typically make these kinds of matchups... But the road to the top five in this division is just so long that it doesn't really matter. I want to see Gamrot versus Armand Sarukian. Or, or Sarukian. Sorry, John yeah, Anik. <laughs> Armand is, yes. is such a good fighter. and Sure. But the one thing that's like, the I know for a fact the UFC in some of the brass, they see so much potential in Sarukian. 
but they want him to like dig deep and find that next level. Like dominant decision win is not what they're looking for. They want to see mm. him go up there and have an exciting scrap, try to get a finish. And I, I yeah, I, I, I don't like, I don't like making this fight, but I just feel like with this division right now, I think if he's got to get a top 15 guy, Sarukian is ranked number 15 in the UFC rankings. So to me, I feel like this is the only fight that makes sense to book inside the top 15 with the current landscape because I really think the UFC is going to go and try to rebook the Gillespie-Riddell fight. But if they don't rebook that fight, for some reason, they logistically, they can't make it happen, you want to throw Gamron in with one and Sarukian in with the other, fine with me. I love Sarukian. Um, amazing young talent. I, I think... I think Gamrot. Uh, I would. I, I. I would pick him. I would pick Gamrot to beat him. Pretty. Com- pretty comfortably too. Really. I'm very high on the Gamrot chain. I mean, this is recency. This is as recency bias as it gets. You know, we just saw a 65 second submission. So obviously, I'm thinking, oh, Gamrot should beat friggin' should fight friggin' Charles Oliveira. But uh, but no. Uh, uh, I, I I still think, as you kind of said, um, like the UFC wants to see a little more from Sarukian. I do too. If we're talking just UFC experience, I mean, it makes sense. They're, they're, uh, Sergey like four fights in, I think, and uh, Gamrod. This, that would be his. Uh, so that'd be his uh, Gamrod's third fight. So third, three fights versus five fights. So I mean, from that from that standpoint, it makes sense. But I would want to keep them away from each other for now. But I did see a lot of listeners um, digging the Sergey matchup. Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah, Gamrod's fourth fight. This would be his fourth. Four, four, four. against five. It would be. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's two and one now. Yeah, right, two and one. Two and one. So, yeah, a lot of fun options for, for both of those guys, but good win for Sarukian, and he moves on to bigger and better. Uh, Hadolfo Vieta bounces back and gets a submission win, but in the third round, AK, this, that, that is huge for him, especially considering what happened in his, his prior fight against Anthony Hernandez. So far, my pick for the submission of the year in 2021. Nice bounce back win against a game Dustin Stoltzfus, AK. Where does he go from here? Why didn't he just choke him out in the first round, Mike? I don't understand. Why didn't his court – you know, I call that bad coaching. His coaching should have said, hey, hey, first round submission. And then he would have been like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, finish him in the first round. Okay. No, no. If you ever want to see – and I assume everyone remembers. I, I hope that Vieira uh, um, Anthony Hernandez's fight is burned to people's brains. If you ever want to see a fighter so clearly learning from, <laughs> from a bad loss and like oh, maybe even overcompensating for a bad loss – it was uh, it was uh, Adolfo Vieira against uh, on Saturday against Dustin Stoltzfus because one he wanted to show off his stand up very nice looking jab going it, it, uh, and he's a strong guy so if he gets some striking going I mean the, I think the power is there he's a, he's a huge huge strong guy so he wanted to show off the striking two definitely paced himself he probably could have gone all out for takedowns more in the first two rounds but again we saw what happened to Anthony Hernandez he got tired so until he works out those cardio issues. He was probably very smart to wait until the third round for that big burst. So uh, it was just a, a, really an amazing two-fight story. Those need to be always be watching together. Uh, so I, I thought about Ian Heinish. I thought about Eric Anders. And I went a little bit middle of the road here. I like a matchup with Zach Cummings. Uh, Zach's been, I don't know where Zach is at. And he's a popular ought no pick. Um, I haven't really matched him up recently. And I think this is the right time. I, I, this is the right uh, time for me to... Uh, to go with Zach, so I like it. Experienced guy, good grappler, um, well-rounded fighter. A very good test for to see um, how much Vieira has actually improved. Yeah, this is a little tougher for me because Vieira has a, a lot of potential. I think the UFC sees it in him, but in a way, like you want to see him kind of rise the ranks as quickly as possible. You want to test him, but you sort of have to be careful in regards to how you book him 
building experience is probably the most valuable thing you can do right now. I, I like Vieta versus Dusko Todorovic, AK. That, that, that makes sense. It's a tough fight for both guys. Todorovic needs a win to stay on the roster more than likely. And yeah, I, I like that one. I mean, you can't really go wrong at this point. This is one of those... This is just one of those fights where you could throw him in there with anybody at 85 and it's fine. Like in the, you know, anywhere in the top 40, essentially. And all of those make sense. But yeah, throw him in there with Todorovic. Fun fight. Todorovic kind of has his back against the wall and he'll be coming out guns blazing. And we'll see how Vieta kind of handles that. Like, will he maintain a certain pace, try not to burn himself out? Or will he fall into that trap and burn himself out so i kind of want to see that test zach cummings is is a good option uh i think i want to see him maybe get one more before he starts fighting another vet like that i can tell you the listeners uh went in a completely di- different direction than both of us I, I didn't see one zach cummings and i didn't see one um what mike what did you say my mind just my mind just went blank i didn't see Todorovic. one Todorovic. yeah i didn't see one disco Todorovic. so uh yeah I'll, I'll, so a little teaser guys for what's coming up because you guys had some really cool and and sort out there suggestions let's head to the featherweight division this was a card of fighters in certain divisions kind of scaring the crap out of other fighters in these respective divisions and billy quarantillo is one of those guys he uses that relentless insane pace to put it on and mercifully stop Poor Gabriel Benitez in the third round. Good bounce back performance from the newly married Billy Q. He's about to jump into a honeymoon. But then he calls out Charles Rose, okay? And you know what? I'm not going to argue with him. That fight makes sense. Let's do it. That's my pick. I'm just going to make this nice and easy and clear. I want, nay, need to see Billy Quarantillo and Sung Woo Choi. I, this just came. I, I, I give a, a tip of the cap to the listeners. A lot of them the last time uh, uh, Rosa fought, this was before he fought uh, Choi, wanted to see Quarantillo uh, fight Juliana Rosa. But then Choi smashed Rosa, and I think Choi deserves that spot. This is another fight of the night uh, bonus check for you, Quarantillo. Think about this fight if you're out there, sir. Uh, I mean, uh, Charles Rosa would also be a great fight. Really, I feel like Quarantillo is a fight of the night waiting to happen against almost anyone. But uh, I really, I don't know. I am now fixated on the Sung Wu Choi matchup. So give me that one, please. Let us now head to the wild card round, AK. We're already there. We're going to select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we'll do so right now. So uh, go ahead, my best friend, and wild card us. Mike, you you gave me this idea. I think you mentioned on the post-fight show. And I love it. I love it. I had to match up uh, D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez. Unfortunately, he did not get to fight Abubakar uh, Nurmagomedov. And I I could see that being rebooked easily. That's probably the, the, the simple way to go. But I also think he's now 4-1, and 5-1 and one in the UFC, 5-1 in the UFC. Uh, some would say 6-0. and oh. um, Some people thought he beat Nicholas Dalby. Great fight. Competitive fight. And so I think he's kind of past that Abubakar uh, Nurmagomedov matchup. Again, at least record-wise, talent-wise, obviously the, the Abubakar is very good. But... I think Rodriguez deserves a higher opponent. I'm thinking top 20, and I'm thinking a veteran in the top 20 who we're both a fan of. We're both a fan of his coaching, Mike, and also a fan of his fighting. One Mr. The James Krause. Uh, yes, you, again, like I said, you gave me this idea. I understand the urge for people to maybe want to see him fight a little bit higher, like top 15, top 10. He is 34 years old, uh, Daniel Rodriguez, but he's only been fighting for six years. So the mileage isn't there in fight years. He's probably okay. He's still pretty young. Uh, I don't want to rush him. But he beats Kraus, then definitely top 15, lower top 10 guy. Uh, and, and, and I've said it. I do think this guy, if you, if, you, if you guide his career right and give him the right matchups, 
could cha- could legitimately challenge for the UFC welterweight title someday. Welcome aboard, AK. Mm. This has been my D-Rod pick since great. Dwight Grant victory. That's great. Um, you know, you know these wild card selections, AK. I like to hop in the vehicle and put the seatbelt on and take everybody on a journey, right? We, we, we go on these journeys together and they're long and they're drawn out and you have kind of have no idea where to go. Uh, I'm <laughs> not doing scared. You're a little scared. Oh, I'm not doing that here because oh, no. this, this could not be any easier. And I am veering very far away from the norm here. I'm picking a fighter that not only lost on Saturday, that not only was finished on Saturday, but he was finished in just over a minute. And there's no explanation needed here. The one fight in the aftermath that makes more sense than any other fight coming out of this card is Jeremy Stevens versus Dracar Close. Just make this fight. Nothing else makes sense for either guy. For Stevens, if you're the UFC, you approach Jeremy Stevens like, hey, you want to stay on this roster? You fight Dracar Close. And if you don't, you're gone. Goodbye. We don't need you anymore. There's, there's only so much more you can milk out of Jeremy Stevens that anyone's even going to care about at this point. And this is it. This is the only fight. For Drakkar, he gets his shot at revenge. Let's be honest. I like Drakkar close. Very nice man. I've interviewed him many times. He's a very fine fighter. Casey kind of made a harsh little point on the post-fight show that, let's be honest, the, you know, the majority of the UFC fan base... They don't really know who Drakkar Close is. They know him now as the guy who got shoved at the the face-off before fighting Jeremy Stevens, knocked him out of the fight, and only got his show money and his uh, promotional compliance money. That's all, that's that's all they know him for. Okay, so let's just let's get let's put put him in a position where people get the chance to know him. Let's book this grudge match. There are very few grudge matches left in the sport. This is one of them. Plus, close tweet out some not so kind things after Jeremy Stevens got submitted. So Hilarious. Just book the friggin' fight and let's move on. Hilarious. Yeah, people, people please go to Drakkar Close's uh, Twitter account and just check his activity uh, before, during, and after the Jeremy Stevens fight. He was having a he was having a good time. He sure was, and <laughs> he, that's why you got to make this fight. Time. Just just do it. Fine, Call it a day. Fine. Yeah, do it and do it. I mean, and look, Close said he wanted to fight like end of summer, early fall. Stevens only fought for a minute, wants to bounce back quick. Do it. Just 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 get it if, done. If Steven knows what's good for him, he'll be all in on that matchup. Uh he doesn't, unfortunately, so that's why I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, then he probably shouldn't be on the roster anymore if they can't make this fight. I'm sorry. You've lost five in a row. That's real. That's real. Yeah. It just I'm sorry. and I like Jeremy, exciting guy. He's a he's a vet, he's been there for a long time, but at some point you just gotta cut bait. And that's it. And I think we're at that point. And if he beats Drakkar Close, he stays on the roster, probably gets a new deal, and there you go. We do this dance all over again. We do this dance all over again. Uh, do we have a check the tapes or a mic check or, or any of Just our one, bonus one, features? Uh, one quick check the tapes. Though there is some sort of mic checky uh, comments later, but no, officially for the check the, check the tapes section. Uh, this is more of, I think, a sigh of relief for all of us, for you, uh, Mike, for me. For the listeners, because we have been calling for this matchup for a long time as a collective. Uh, thank goodness Lauren Murphy is finally getting her title shot against Valentina Shevchenko. 
I think this has been discussed on onto the next one since like la- late last year, since like 2020. There's just so many times we said, yeah, you can put Murphy in there with her right now. So that is happening. UFC 266. Uh, September 25th. So everyone, that is uh, good news. Good news. Uh, hopefully, both fighters stay healthy. Nothing happens. This matchup goes as as scheduled, and we see a good fight. I think I think I think Lauren Murphy has earned it, and I think it'd be a, a nice uh, another nice name for uh, Shachenko to add to her ongoing amazing resume. Should she should she win? So love the matchup, and uh, and guys, everyone out there who suggested it, well done. There you go. That's the only take. That's the tape check. That's it. Oh, believe me, you've got some other comments directed at you, Mike. But that is the only official uh, tape check right now. You've got some other kind of mic checks, ish. I'll I'll uh, ish. I'll say I'll I'll say I gotta save it. I gotta save it. I gotta save it. What are these uh, on? what for fight picks and they just threw in Listen, they're, yeah they're in the fight picks and none of those shots comments comments directed to you directed to me comments Mike just comments. All right, well. You might maybe I didn't get enough sleep, so be prepared to, to <laughs> oh, uh, I can't wait. for what happens. Uh, all right, I guess we're going to the to the to the peeps now. Yes, before you go, Mike. Of course, the standard disclaimer, guys. We prefer to. I, I mean, I, at least I do prefer to just talk about winners. I know you guys have suggested for everyone, but unless they're in the main event or title fight, probably just want to talk about winners. Uh, emphasis on unique matchups. So if you're, you know, if it doesn't get read, it's probably because like 50 million people suggested it. Uh, the fighter could already be booked, guys. Please pay attention. Go to Tapology. Check to see if they if they uh, have an upcoming fight already. You may have made some other mistake. Wrong weight class. Someone they fought recently already, you forgot. Someone's injured, etc. Uh, and of course, the golden rule or the brown rule, maybe we should call it. That your pick <laughs> might just your pick might just be doo doo, and and we don't want to read it. So, uh, Mike, go ahead. <laughs> God, I can't believe. All right, let's get right into this thing. Brandon Nunez, longtime contributor to the program. Lamos versus Gedalia. D Rod versus Muslim Salikov. Billy Q versus Charles Rosa. Gamrod versus Moicano. Moises versus Dober. Islam versus Benil. There you go. Uh, Evan Rodriguez. Gamrot versus Ismagulov. Winner fights ranked next. Vieta versus Jordan Wright. It's time hmm. Rodolfo gets a true striker versus grappler matchup. This fight is great in my opinion. I That's would, a new uh, one. I didn't, I didn't see that one. I had not seen that. This is a good one from Evan Rodriguez. Billy Q versus Lando Venata. Yes. I'm sure I'm that's so a popular decision. Oh, I'm so for it. That's so good. Uh, another... Boises versus Dober pick, Rodriguez versus Jeremiah Wells, or Court McGee. Both are just fun fights. What can I say? I feel like D-Rod is just above both of those guys yeah, right now. I would think so, yeah. Uh, we have a newbie, John Ray. John Hi, underscore John. A underscore Ray 92. What's going Hi, John. on? Uh, John says, I've been a longtime listener, have always had matchups. I thought of that would happen and never said it, so he's going to do it right now. Uh Nascimento versus Chase Sherman. Yes, that makes yeah. perfect sense Event- at this eventually, point. Eventually, yeah. He has to fight. Uh, Chase Sherman, of course, has to fight uh, Parker Porter first. Uh, congratulations to Malcolm Gordon getting his first UFC win. And I believe this is the first time his name has ever been mentioned on on to the next one versus Zalkis Zumagulov. Okay. Uh, Morozov versus Ray Rodriguez, who is not on the roster anymore, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, you know, maybe they bring him back. Who knows? Uh, Amanda Lamos versus Nina Nunez. D-Rod versus Max Griffin. Fun fight. Billy Q versus Herbert Burns, which I believe was the initial fight to begin with, but it, it Burns is going to be out for a little while since he had some a torn ACL and surgery. Uh, Vieta versus the loser of Puna Soriano versus Brendan Allen. Gamrot versus Sarukian. That a boy, John. <laughs> he like what? We got Tate Holm, Moises versus Dober again. Makachev versus RDA. How about this, AK? 
I'm totally against this because of what I just said in the wild card round. But Jeremy Stevens versus Donald Cerrone. Uh, I, I don't see the UFC making that one. Um, again, it's two guys they love. Uh, which is, you know, could be also be a point towards making it because it's like, oh, you know, two guys, two veterans, uh, give them give them a main card, co-main event spot or something, you know, fan fan favorite spot. Uh, yeah, I'm not in favor of it. Uh, both guys are are kind also in a race to make, uh, you know, to reach fight number forty, I think. And I don't know. I think you should keep them on separate tracks right now. But it, it's it, it's not it's I don't I don't like it, Mike. But it's not it, it's not. Yeah. I have no, I have no problem with it. I just, it's not for me. It's just not for me. Um, our man Francesco, our big friend from Italy. Uh, let's see if there's anything different here. Uh, Vieta versus Andrew Sanchez. Billy Q versus Daniel Pineda. Uh, Amanda Lemos versus uh, Loma Lukbunmi. Are the newbies from him? I think Lemos is above Lukbunmi L- right now. Loma's so far, yeah, and and I think Loma's an incredible talent, but she's so far behind in the rankings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ronan Murphy, Billy Q should fight Lerone Murphy versus Charles Jordan loser because it's a good step up for him after a great finish. Uh, Vieta should fight the winner of Mahmoud Muradov versus Gerald Mearshart. I think Muradov is pretty up there right now. He's one of the more popular picks I, on the show. I was actually okay with that. I actually okay with that. I think uh, I, I think that'd be a fun matchup. Either guy, I'm actually okay with that. Okay. Uh, another Gamrat versus Moicano. Uh, now those yeah co-main in the main seems to be pretty popular uh billy q is just a popular fighter selection right now poppy underscore bryant billy q versus ricardo uh ricardo hamos yeah vieta versus mearshart uh whatever happens i believe that's that's what he's going with Oh, okay that makes sense yeah uh i'm fine with that too so thank you poppy uh where are we at owen carroll he prefers Islam Makachev versus Benil Dariush in the main event for a fight night in October. Uh, I just don't know if that fight happens just because, you know, hashtag Ali Abdelaziz. And yeah, dominance MMA. Come on, guys. You got to look up, look up that dominance MMA roster. It's a lot of, a lot of top 10 lightweights on there, unfortunately. Uh, Sean, our friend Conwizzle91, uh, <laughs> he's down with Islam versus Dariush RDA. Tate versus Sarah McMahon or Caitlin Vieta. I mean, with the long layoff, I, I mean, either either's fine. I think Tate's yeah. going to get a bigger fight than either of those. Uh, Gamera Moicano, Vieta versus uh, Roman Delize. I thought about that one as well. Uh, Billy Q versus Herbert Burns. Rebooked that. D-Rod versus sure. Santiago Ponzinibbio. Yeah, that's the high. I think that's the highest ranked. I saw a lot. I saw someone throw out there. That's probably, probably the highest ranked opponent he could get. Uh, let's go back to these. Only a few more left, so this is good. Uh, Christian Lee. Good God, Lamos is a savage. They have to give her a top 10 matchup. Lamos versus Gedalius. Gedalia is the fight to make. Someone who could challenge her with physical strength and a solid ground game. If Lamos could beat Gedalia, then we're looking at a top three contender. Our buddy Jack Porter. Uh, he claims that we missed him last week, and I don't know if we did or not. Maybe we Jack, did. Jack, we either we either missed you, uh, or or you missed us mentioning you, or your picks were doo doo. Sorry, I, I that, you look, it's you got to go back and listen to the episode. We're gonna you know you have to figure that out yourself. Yeah, I thought we did go with that, but if we did, I apologize, Jack. Uh, Quarantilla versus Venata, Lamos versus Jan Jonan. I just think she's ready for that kind of challenge, but I can mm. see her having a hard time finding someone to fight her. I am all in on Lamos versus Jan Jonan. Yeah, I, I know you are, make. and you said that post fight show. I'm amazed. I actually didn't see one, not one person who sent me a DM suggested Lamos versus Jan. 
yeah, I just I just think it's too easy. Uh, another Tate versus home Gamrot versus Sarukian. I know he won't take it, but Michael Chandler versus Islam Makachev seems like yeah. a great fight. Sure. Uh, our man Tristan Gordet back in our lives uh, after the vanish mode thing. He apologized for that last week, so we try to get his picks in. Uh. <laughs> uh, he is with you, AK. Billy Q versus Sung Woo Choi. Such yes. a fun fight stylistically. This makes all the sense in the world. Uh, lightweight, he likes Gamrot versus Atman Azaitar. Good scrap right there. Uh, middleweight, another Vieta versus Delize. And he says, didn't mention more fight suggestions because most of them were already mentioned on the post-fight show. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Uh, oh, John George is the one that we might have missed last week. And I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Or maybe just like all the picks were, were already used or something. Uh, yeah. But he still said, still one of my favorite podcasts, whether I comment in or not. But we, we try to get you in there, John. Uh, Islam versus Mike Chandler. Slick call out. I'd rather see RDA versus Justin. There you go, AK. RDA versus Gaethje. He's on that train. Chandler versus Islam or Gillespie. Great scrap. Uh, Moises versus Iaquinta. Where you at, Al? We got to get this man a fight. I, again, I think he's a name we just need to stop mentioning on the show until he gets booked because he's a, you know, again, the, the man has another job. We all know he works in, in you may have heard, fans, he, he works in real estate. So that's right. <laughs> you may have heard it once or twice. Maybe and he's, so he's busy got a life selling out, too many houses. Um, he's got a life outside the UFC. And then John George had a, had a fight selection for one Jeremy Stevens. Maybe Stevens versus Peter Queeley. In Bellator would be fun. He is a former training partner of, of Conor McGregor's. Oh, we're doing this already? <laughs> uh, He's still on the roster, people. He's still technically on the roster. And then our man Will. Um, kind of Makachev versus Darius Chandler. Malcolm Gordon versus Menel Cape. Of course, Menel Cape has a fight coming up. If memory serves you correctly, who is he fighting? Let me do a quick boot. How did I forget this? Hold on. AK, the, AK's Google gonna do that. Machine real quick. Yep. Gonna hit the Google machine. O'Day, O'Day Osborne dropping down. That's to, uh, right. That's finally dropping fight. down to flyweight to fight. Uh, UFC 265, August 7th. And Morozov versus Chris Moutinho. I saw that too. Oh, wait. Did I see that for? I saw Moutinho. I think it was for. Oh, no. I, I saw. Okay. I'll, I'll get to this later. I saw another good suggestion for, for Moutinho. All right. Well, maybe we'll hear that. Pretty soon, because it's yes. now your turn, my friend. All right, all right. Uh, first of all, Mike, you mentioned I, I want to touch on people necessarily, quote unquote, getting missed. Like maybe we didn't. Again, uh, these sections, readers, these listener suggestions tend to go very long. I think it's essentially the show is half us, Mike, and half or more the listeners, which is great because we love you guys uh, pitching in. But uh, I'm sure even you guys listen to the show might get tired of you know kind of hearing the same picks over and over again. So sometimes we do skip over. Um, so if you don't get mentioned. Uh, you know, uh, sorry about your luck. But again, uh, I always keep track of all your picks, guys. Definitely, if I don't mention you, but you had a sweet like check, you know, call, uh, fight that gets um, that gets booked. Call me out, hit me up. You know, guys, hit me up in the DMs, hit Mike up, and uh, we will definitely check the tapes. But uh, yeah, all the contributions are welcome. But for the sake of time, we just don't always don't always get a chance to to read everyone. So, uh, having that said, this is one of the reasons why I like to gather all the most popular picks. By far the one that was mentioned by pretty much almost everyone who sent in a DM, uh, Islam Makachev versus RDA. That is right now the top 
seems very obvious to everyone. I think everyone remembers it was almost booked. That's the one I saw, uh, at least on my end. Uh, Tate versus the Vieta McMahon winner or loser. So that's happening on August 28th. So one of those two, I agree, it makes sense. First McMahon fight was a lifetime ago, six years ago now, I think. Uh, and it was a very competitive fight, so no no problem with that. Uh, for Gamrot, it was split between Moises and Sarukian. I think I think it was about an even split as far as which people wanted to see more. Uh, I definitely prefer out of those two, even though I kind of poo-pooed it earlier, out of those two, I do prefer the uh, Sarukian matchup. But again, I, I, I had my own pick for him as well. Uh, Vera, yeah, we heard. Uh, Delice, Muniz. Gregory Rodriguez was another name that came up. A great grappler who uh, has also kind of fallen in love with his stand-up a little bit. Uh, Rodriguez, the most a, lot, a bunch of picks for Rodriguez. Uh, uh, Michelle Pereira, Nico Price, the biggest one, Miguel Baeza. A lot of Miguel Baeza calls. I like both fighters so much. I don't want them to fight each other yet, but I, I understand the call for it. And uh, for Amanda Lemos, one of the hottest names right now at uh, one one fifteen, excuse me, uh, Michelle Waterson. That was the big one. That's the one people wanted to see. And a uh, lot, lot of love for uh, Malcolm Gordon. People said Ari Kilang, JP Bays, Jeff Molina. And a couple of people for uh, the comeback kid on Saturday, Rodrigo Nascimento, uh, they said, Rogerio de Lima, I, I know they both trained out of American Top Team, which doesn't mean they can't fight. American Top Team is one of those mega camps where it's certainly possible that he matched up. But just something to keep in mind if you guys don't see that matchup. <clears throat> uh, they might be friends, might be training partners. I can't be sure, but they do both train out of American Top Team. All right. Now, let me get down. Let's break it down here and get to some... Uh, more specific picks. Uh, I always like to see. T- so we got a new guy, TJ Ragusa at the Goose underscore I man. Twitter hit, hit us up last week, just a little bit too late, missed the deadline. So I want to make sure he got in this time. His profile says he's a boat guy and a habitual line stepper. Uh, uh, so I love people like that. And now you're an on to the next one certified fight picker. So I just want to read. He had a bunch of picks. I just want to read a couple of them. Islam, he said he liked the call out of RDA. I thought he could have reached higher, gotten a bigger fight by calling out Tony Ferguson. I hate the idea of Tony throwing Tony in there with another young stud, but maybe he likes the idea of competing against Khabib, even vicariously. Could be an interesting buildup. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, TJ, you're going to be happy because RDA uh, Islam did mention Tony Ferguson in the post-fight, so it's it's absolutely alive. And he also had a good uh, comments for Misha Tate, Yana Kunitskaya. He says uh, she had a great performance, could still compete at the highest level. It makes sense for her to compete again ASAP against as high-ranked opponent as possible. Of course, keep the Nunez rematch alive. Uh, he says, assuming she's now ranked 12, somewhere in that range, uh, most of the women ahead of her are booked. The time could line up for an interesting prove-it fight against Yana uh, Kunitskaya. Um, so uh, great suggestions there. He said also Quarantillo versus Alex Caceres. Uh, so Caceres, another guy. We, we want to see him booked soon. But yeah, he's 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 anyone that's kind of coming up through featherweight, it feels like maybe up to could run through um, Alex Caceres. Hayes Bethard uh, first said he was sad to see my streak end on between the links this past week, my <laughs> glorious two-fight win streak. Uh, he said, but it might just be a sign to focus on cementing your reign as the tag team champion, as the tag team champions, of course, with Kristen King. Uh, the King and I, tag team champions, the only titles I really care about. And he also uh, said he hates the Monday morning quarterback. This is also coming off of BTL, but he says, uh, why not Luke Rockhold versus Jack Hermanson? I like that. Uh, Misha versus Pena, she loses to Nunez. Vieira versus Carl Roberson and Quarantillo versus Pineda or the Jordan uh, Lerone Murphy loser on, on September 4th. Mike, I know you mentioned that one. Marcus McGahey, always coming in usually with titles for his on to the next one suggestions. Uh, th- 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 this card was so nondescript. 
all he put was the 617 edition of his auto mix. <laughs> so, <laughs> Marcus, I don't blame you. Like I said, it was a great card, a little bit lacking in narratives. He likes Gamrat versus Ismagulov. So, you know, screw it, just throw them in there together. Two, two uh, really elite lightweights. Corntilla uh, versus the Elkins Minner winner. I just like saying that. And then uh, this is a truly insane deep cut from Marcus. Mike, tell me how you feel about Nascimento versus Giacomo Lemos. Or Giacomo? Giacomo. Wow. Do you remember who that is? It rings a bell. But I <laughs> well, can tell you that if there's one name I didn't expect <laughs> to hear on the show, it's probably that one. <laughs> For anyone remembering, uh, Jacques, I'm going to say Giacomo. Uh, Giacomo Lemos was supposed to make his UFC debut at two, UFC 240 two years ago, two Julys ago, my friends, against Tanner Bozer. He unfortunately tested positive for a banned substance, oh, but would, yes. be eligible, would be eligible to compete, I believe, as of uh, this month. So, uh, Marcus Bukehi, you're a cheeky bugger, and uh, I respect that. So, he's breaking out the Giacomo Lemos card. I, it could happen, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Javon Johnson, uh, Mike, this guy's like you. He's always, he's always got stories. Um, so I don't, <laughs> I didn't, okay. I didn't understand this one. He said, I'm calling for a partial check the tapes here. He says, despite all of your, what if he loses talk? He's talking to me. Um, Islam ate up Tiago. So he says Chandler versus Makachev. That is the fight. This is how he becomes champ in 2022. Also, I like the hangman, uh, too much for the UFC to feed him to Islam. Also, he wished me a happy birthday. It's not my birthday. Um, so I, I'm not even sure what he's, what kind of tape checking. He's, I guess he's checking the tape that I said Islam might lose to Moises. I'm not even sure. Uh, Javon Johnson, explain yourself later. Uh, and he says, I like this though. Alternatively, alternatively uh, put a Gacy Chandler fight on the Oliveira Poirier card if that fight happens. And then uh, let, let Islam be the backup for both those fights. And then um, assuming he isn't needed, give him one of those losers. And then. Uh, uh, and so depending on how everything plays out, he says the matchup will seem obvious. So took us on a little journey there, Javon. Uh, a little journey there, Javon. Um, and I was somewhat confused. <laughs> uh, Nate Andrews, uh, Gamrod versus Vajeda. He wants, uh, he also suggested Vajeda versus Wynn, but I should let him know uh, that Wynn has, the, the Wynn Haas fight, I believe, has been rescheduled. It has been. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, that could still happen, but it's not going to happen soon. Uh, Quantillo versus Shane Young. He says, P.S. Mike was so right about uh, Amanda Lemos. He deserves a raise in Otno points. So, uh, Mike, we'll talk to management about getting you some more Otno points for this episode uh, as compensation for your fine work. Thank you. And, and uh, yeah, and sorry, his P.S.S. was asking about, uh, well, he says, a note on Darren Wynn. Do you guys ever remember that dude who Mike checked Mike about how the dude wanted uh, Darren Wynn to fight Derek Brunson. I, I don't remember this, Mike. I don't know. I remember he says, this. Okay. He says, sometimes I remember that, and I get confused why someone would say such a blasphemous thing. So I guess Nate, Nate's, <laughs> Nate's, got, Nate's got your back. Oh, he has uh, called you out before. So uh, Nate, give it, and Nate, take it away. We're friends now. You, yeah, this is how the, the show works. Uh, Bra- Braden O'Neill. Uh, Vieira versus Jacob Malkoon. Oh, there's some deep cuts. Uh, Rodriguez... Did you did you mention this one? Rodriguez versus Shavkat Rachmanov. Did I mention that one? Um, I, think so. I think we want to keep them away. From I stuff, think right? I think I threw Rachmanov like right into the top fifteen. Sure. Okay. And then uh, Morozov versus Hunter Azure. Love that matchup. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, so Nasmeta versus Sherman. I just wanted to mention we we mentioned a couple of times already. I have to read Chase Sherman's tweet. He just said. He tweeted, said, will someone tell Rodrigo I will happily oblige after I handled business on August 21st? 
<laughs> he fights Parker Porter. He's been asking for me after every fight. Give the kid the fight uh, tags at Nick Maynard. It's starting to get weird. Eyes emoji. Uh, and he, he had some other follow-up comments to that. But uh, yeah, it's a very funny response. Uh, this happened a couple of times. Semi-casual MMA asks, Gamrot versus Sodiq Yusuf. I don't know if they're suggesting Gamrot drop back down to 145. I don't know if he wants to do that. Um, so I don't know if a move back to featherweight's in the cards. Maybe people got confused, too, because he fought Jeremy Stevens, who was recently fighting at featherweight. But... Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I would He's fought at featherweight. That. Yeah, yeah, he, for sure. He won a title at featherweight. He looks, uh, so, he looks so good at 155. There's no need think, to do that. Yeah, I, 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 but I understand that sort of the inclination there. Uh, Steven Breder, Vieira versus Damian Maya going back up to 185. Huh. Don't we just want to see that at a grappling show, though? Do we need yeah. to see that in the octagon? <laughs> we'll see that. We'll see that in the next three years, Don't like somewhere else. Yeah, just grappling. I, I, why? Why add the stand-up or whatever anything else to el- elbows? Um, uh, uh, Makachev Dariush again. I, oh, well, we've kind of explained to people why this wouldn't happen. Uh, again, same management. Uh, he had some very nice things to say about Dariush post-fight. So, but he did. He did. But he did not say. By the way, he was asked about Dariush. He did not say the fight could never happen. He just says, "I don't expect it." Um, he even said Darius might be too big of a step, uh, is a big step up in competition. So very respectful of Darius. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. JC Rodriguez, Tate versus Avila, Quantillo versus Choi, thank you, and Morozov versus Ayman, Ayman Zahabi. Uh, Chris Baker, he also likes Vieira versus Julian Marquez. Four Corner Sports NY likes Tate versus Durandami, or Ladd. Of course, again, Ladd is fighting uh, this weekend against Macy Chiasson. And uh, again, another, I think, drop, suggestion to drop down to 145 for to fight Caceres. Wow. I don't mind the fight. I just don't think he's going back to 145. I don't think he needs to. Uh, Denny Caps coming in with a lot of sort of al- alternative suggestions. Uh, he kind of messaged me before the card, actually, which is probably a smart thing to do. And uh, suggested, like, if this happens, if this happens. So Makachev versus Gillespie, I agree. And uh, Gamrot versus... Oh, I, I didn't say Makachev versus Gillespie, did I? Either way, I like that matchup. And then uh, Cam, he kind of he flipped... Oh, sorry, he flipped around the way I wanted it. He said Makachev versus Gillespie, Gamrot versus RDA. Uh, Barry O'Reilly. Uh, oh, these. This is another deep cuts one. Nascimento versus the Man Mountain. Jarjus Daniel. Morozov versus Tony Gravely. Uh, Rodriguez versus Michelle Pereira. Did you see a lot of those? Uh, D Rod versus Michelle Demolidor. I saw a couple uh, more on the post fight show than anything, but yeah, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, they're talking him into it now. Again, I think Rodriguez is well ahead of him in the rankings, but I mean, how can you say no to that fight? Vieira versus Dolce Lundjimbula. He just called it a battle of the jacked guys. And then uh, Tate versus Aldana. I do think the Tate versus Aldana matchup really could happen. Um, Liam Perry likes Vieta versus Mirshat Muradov winner, which we said discussed before, and I like. And uh, Rodriguez, D-Rod, versus the Kevin Lee, Sean Brady loser. That's been rescheduled for August 28th. Okay. I think if Sean Brady... Yeah, yes. Actually, that makes sense. If Sean Brady loses, I do think, he, yeah, he would fight uh, Daniel Rodriguez. I think I think that actually works really well. Yeah. Kevin Lee, I don't know. Kevin Lee, if he loses, might, might have to try something else. Uh, Thomas Collins, another person who has uh, another person who has checked the tapes before. Thomas Collins says, uh, "I want to read a couple of these. They're really well well written." Uh, Quarantillo versus Omar Morales, two excellent prospects. Rebounded with uh, wins this year following losses late last year. Great matchup and a win for either of them could see them facing someone on the fringes of the top 15 next. Plus, they both have wins over Gabriel Benitez, so good thinking there. And uh, yeah, uh, Gamrot versus Zaitar. I hadn't thought of this, Mike, until you mentioned it and until Thomas Collins mentioned it here. He says, let's see how his style holds up against Zaitar's power, whether he has learned any lessons from that controversial loss to Guram. Uh, and he also had some other good ones. Uh, Morozov versus Tony Kelly, I like. Yeah. Uh, almost done with the Twitter here, guys. Brett Mobley 
coming in with Brett with uh, Makachev versus Chandler. Chandler's been shown to be willing to do these favors. Islam needs a big win to put him over. He's a company man. He do he did the job for him, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I like I like the idea there. Uh, Quarantillo versus Swanson. Uh, he says I like this. He's uh, Ian Gary, big signing from Cage Warriors this week. He just, he announced it with a with a big video and everything. This kid understands the business. Uh, undefeated so far, seven and zero. So he likes Jared Gooden as a first matchup. I love that. Again, we're talking about doing the job. I think Gooden uh, a solid opponent, but someone that Ian Gary could beat. And then uh, he said, "Who do you have? Do you, is there anyone else you think that Ian Gary could uh, match up with? Any names at welterweight come to mind, Mike?" Um. I, I mean, throw him in there with anybody, honestly. Yeah, I, I had time to prepare for the question, obviously. So I said, I said maybe I, I thought Matthew Semmelsberger, semi the Jedi, kind of came to mind. That's fine. And uh, he asked, so what other? What about the other big cage warriors signing, Patty Pimblet? Uh, who should he fight with? He has a fight booked, I believe. I believe uh, he does. He is going to fight Luigi Benjamini on yep. September. 4th, so, and the last of the Twitters coming in, hot, coming in just under the gun here, Dustin Gedko. Uh, Dan Rodriguez versus Shafkat. He says, I love this fight at welterweight. Surely uh, someone like Bilal Muhammad wouldn't fight that far back. So I guess he's saying uh, no, no Bilal, D-Rod. And uh, Shafkat and D-Rod are surging contenders. A win would be a boost for both of them. I agree. Um, Silva, <laughs> he had a quick, he, he wants Adolfo Vieira to fight uh, Bruno Silva. Middleweight Bruno Silva, not flyweight Bruno Silva. Yes, there are now two Bruno Silvas in the UFC. Uh, middleweight Bruno Silva is a striker, so he says, "Oh, you're a striker now." Uh, in regards to Vera, he says Bruno Silva puts Hadolfo on ice. Eesh. Gamrot uh, versus the Fazeev, uh, Bobby Green winner, August seventh, and then Tate versus Avila or Penny Kianzad. He says, "I know Holly Holmes a popular option, but no need to waste that fight this early. It's not often big fights are available at 135, let alone with Nunez." So uh, he refers to the Tate versus Holmes rematch. Um, it's kept in the back pocket until they're either both legit contenders or until they're clearly not. So I like that thinking. I like that thinking, Dustin Gedko. Uh, just a handful of others here, guys, from email and Instagram. Bear with me. Uh, Robert Miller, thank you for, for chiming in for a second time. Uh, he likes Quarantillo versus Choi. Uh, he liked the Rosa callout, Mike, but uh, he says Choi and uh, Billy Q, automatic banger. And he, would, he says he would tune in to a card just to see them fight. So you see if you're listening, that is one guaranteed viewer. And then Rodriguez versus uh, Pereira is another uh, another vote for that. He says Rodriguez so calm when he fights. He wants to see what Pereira will do against another calm guy now that we have a kinder, gentler Michelle. So uh, he just thinks that it would make Rodriguez be a completely different fighter. So, yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. Uh, Zach Leff also coming in. Thank you, Zach Leff, coming on the emails. Uh, I liked uh, Makachev versus Gillespie, yes, and Quarantillo versus Erosa. So he's not. So he still thinks that matchup is, is a compelling one, um, and I, I don't think uh, many people would disagree. And Austin Deschamps says a couple of coming in with he said what he calls a couple of doo doo free suggestions. Always appreciate Austin. Lemos versus Nina Nunez. Billy Quarantillo versus Ryan Hall. Wow, how do you feel know. about that? I, I mean, I. Go ahead, make I, it make you a little speech about no, how he didn't no, fight last I don't weekend. even. No, no, I'm not gonna. No, we're just gonna move on. Uh, uh, <laughs> Daniel Rodriguez versus Max Griffin. Moving on, moving on. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram. Uh, by the way, he was not he was not the first person uh, who I saw suggest that, um, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Oh, here we go, Mike. This is for you, Trip Harper. Trip Harper, first timer, first time, long time. He says, "Tell Mike, I'm a fellow Western Mass guy." Shout outs, Chickpea. Nice. Uh, and I'd mess- 
and I and I've messaged him, but I've tried and I never got read. So I'm like, you might have to check your uh, requests. You're probably he's probably in your requests unread. So he's my he's my listener now. Uh, uh, and no, he says my picks aren't doo doo. So, <laughs> so he knows that's my that's not you're not uh, that's not it, Mike. Uh, he likes Makachev versus RDA, Tate versus Kunitskaya, Gamrot versus Selecki, or again Fazeev if he beats by Green, and. Uh, he, uh, this was a weird one. He says Quarantillo versus Sarukian. So, uh, Trip, I loved your message so much. I don't know, but I don't know if you mixed up what division Sarukian fights in, or you're suggesting Quarantillo go up to 125, or Sarukian go down, Sarukian go down to, to 145. Either way, I, Trip, I loved your message. So, if you made a mistake, whatever. Happen, happens to all of us. I loved you. I loved you. Sh- I loved you shouting on Mike. And then he says, Thanks, Alex. Tell Mike, thanks for nothing. Sell out. Uh, LOL, I'm joking. You guys are the best. I listen every weekend. What's his name? Trip? This is Trip Harper. I don't understand. Wait, Mike, where do you live now again? I live in Lenox. Is that a hoity-toity part of... I don't know the Massachusetts dynamics. Well, I I actually live... I actually... Technically, I live in Lenoxdale, which is like a village town, very small, in between Lenox and Lee. Why is is is, he calling you a sellout? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) Um, but anyways, so... I, I do want to let me just say one thing here. Do it. Do it. Uh, since since our, our our friend is in Chicopee, Massachusetts, uh, I would like to invite him, uh, which oh. I'm not going to pay for. He could pay for it himself. <laughs> um, August seventh, which is the day also also the day of UFC 265. Uh, I'm going to be pulling some double duty that day, uh, so I will be doing some work for MMA fighting, obviously. Uh, cover doing the main card and the post fight show and all that stuff, uh, whatever I can can do, but I will also be ring announcing that night for an MMA promotion, a local promotion called Ammo Fight League. They are back doing their first event in nearly two years, and it's taking place, my friend, at the legendary Big E in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, so you should come out and and check out that show. Check out some regional MMA, uh, some. So some decent names on there, and I will say that all of those shows you will run into uh, some some very noticeable people. Glover Teixeira typically has fighters on that card, so he's usually there. Uh, he will be getting ready to fight for the light heavyweight title. Nick Newell, who's got a movie coming out, uh, I think when I spoke with him at the Bellator Media Day uh, before his last fight, he, I think he said he had like seven or eight fighters already scheduled for that card. So he'll be there. Uh, Matt Bissett is typically there, former UFC fighter. He's getting ready to fight for CES. So you, you typically run into, uh, J- Joey Gomez who fought in the UFC was supposed to be on this card, but he is not on the card. So it should, it should be fun. So come out and see us and, uh, yeah, come, come say it to my face, bro. Come say it to my face. <laughs> Trip Harper, please. Trip Harper, if you are listening, please. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm gonna resp- I'm gonna message him in the DMs to make sure he listens. Trip Harper, please uh, take him up on this offer and take pictures. Put it up on your put it up on the gram. Tweet it out. I want to see this uh, this meeting of the minds. Uh, these good old Massachusetts boys. So that's I'm, I love how that turned out. Uh, Michael Conifray. Uh, Michael Conifray uh, messaged me with a lot of stuff, and I feel like he his his uh, I don't know maybe he he was in his cups by the end of it but uh, uh gordon versus, versus umagulov another guy so another one who likes that one Morzov versus davy grant i love <sighs> i love it i think that's right i think that's the right way to go 100 percent. bring back some grappling from davy grant i love i love uh i love k1 uh, davy grant but i, I kind of miss his grappling a little bit he's a good grappler 
Um, and I'm sorry, I said before, no one mentioned Lemos versus Jan. Incorrect. Michael Conifry coming in with uh, Lemos versus Jan. So. Uh, and he likes Vieira versus Marquez. This is where it starts getting a little loopy. Uh, he says, because he says, I want to see, I think, Fluffy Jiggly Panda Marquez would, would be a good fight for yoked Brazilian Chad uh, Adolfo Vieira. So, okay, interesting way of selling it. He says he think he thinks Rodolfo Vieira should go by Dolph Vieira from now on. So, yes, I, I dig that. it. Sure, he's playing around with the names. Uh, he did the same thing with, he says, Misha versus Yana to determine the better Russian name fighter. Misha loses. She has to change her name to Michelle. Yana loses. She changes her name to Jennifer. Okay. <laughs> Michael. It's your world, man. It's your world. That's a Jose Young's oh. type of stipulation. Oh. Mike, believe me, I have not gotten to the funniest uh, I, I DM <laughs> listener suggested listener DM of the week. It is coming. I'm saving it for last. It's so good. All right, hey, uh, but, literally, but before before you please, before please. you get to that last one, tag me in oh, because we just got a newcomer okay. that wanted to uh, okay get called here. Okay, I'll got a few more and I'll, I'll tag you in first. Uh, literally, just for onto the uh, no again, my favorite username yeah. always. Um, Nascimento versus Espino, Morozov versus Valiev, a banger, probably too soon for both guys. Let's keep them apart. And uh, Corintillo versus uh, Evloyev. Oh, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. Again, I like I like the thinking. I don't again. I don't know if I want to match up those guys right now. Brandon Haley, uh, Vieta versus Junyong Park, rebook Corintillo versus Burns, Morozov versus Thomas Almeida. People are really high. On, I, I think people have listened to me, Mike, and they're high on Morozov. I am very high on Morozov. Good man, he's I think real these, good. I think these. I think these picks are a little too too high up, but I, I, I'm I not against them. And uh, this ah, this is the one I liked for. So someone mentioned Mutino for Malcolm Gordon. Because I know you had spoken to Mutino. He's fought at 125 before. Obviously, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't love it. I think he loves – I think he enjoys uh, not having to cut the extra 10 pounds. But he, but he didn't say it was impossible. Now that he's in the UFC, maybe a couple of trips to the PI kind of help him out. Maybe he can make flyweight comfortably. So I like that. If he can do it, I would love to see him fight Malcolm Gordon. Here's a trivia question for you, AK. Oh. Who, who was who was the last person Chris Moutinho fought at 125 pounds? I assume it's someone in the UFC. Was in the UFC. And was this answer may surprise you since in his last appearance, uh, he missed weight in his last two appearances for the UFC. Two weight classes above that. And then in his next fight after the UFC, he fought at 155 and he missed weight again. Manny Bermudez. He fought Manny Bermudez oh, no. at f- for the am- oh, Cage Titans amateur flyweight title, and the last. What an awesomely talent! Yeah. What an awesomely talented guy who just could not get that part of it right. I know it's insane. That, that part of fighting right. Yeah, and and I understand. Look, we said weight cutting sucks. Like I'm not. I'm saying may, may, maybe you know. Again, it's just I mean, you got to do it. You got to do it if you're going to become a, a high level fighter. You just have to. Uh, so, uh, you know, I hope there's still. I hope Manny's out there doing okay. But it, it does suck that a guy who's like just. Such an, a really, a really, really good fighter. Um, just hated fighting that scale. Hates fighting that scale. Uh, Matt Bradbury, always coming with good picks. Uh, I'll read some of these. I uh, love the thoughts he puts into them. Uh, Rodriguez versus... Oh, sorry, guys. I'm going to scroll up here. He wrote a, wrote a novel up here. Uh, versus Max Griffin. I lied. I cannot read this whole thing. It's a lot. But Matt, you are a very, very thoughtful man. Uh, and I respect it. Um yeah, he just he just kind of comparing uh, who who Rodriguez and Griffin have fought, and uh, yeah, just kind of why, why it would be. A, I mean, look, it would just be a great match. I, I think anyone just saying their names, anyone who knows about them, it's a great matchup. Uh, Corantillo versus Hamos again. I really like that one too. Uh, Stevens versus uh, Alexander Hernandez. 
So this is if, again, he stayed at, of course, he stayed at 155, which sounds like the plan for now. Um, and he said, this is the battle of loud, loud mouths. We'd love to see knocked out, and one of them will be. So that's a bit of a mean-spirited matchup, but wow. okay, Matt. And then um, Makachev versus uh, Ismagulov. He just says, that, sorry, Islam. Um, I, I, he's, I know he deserves a top 5 to 10 fight, but I want to see this fight, so whatever. Matt, that is the way to think. All right, don't, forget rankings. Forget, uh, oh, is this first no title contender? Do you want to see two people fight? Is that not the essence of why we watch this sport? So, I, so, Matt, thank you for throwing that out there. And I know a few other people did as well. So, I'm totally down for it. It's not going to happen, but honestly, like again, enough, we don't we sh- don't need to protect people around here. Uh, and JD Felt coming in just suggesting uh, Makachev versus Hooker. So he says, you know, that's one that's been discussed. He's down for it. Uh, Mike, who's this newbie? Uh, please let, let us let us grace them. All right. Shout out to Andre. Got in at the buzzer. Uh, MMA.skyplanet. A lot of these were sort of repeats that we talked about, but still wanted to get them on. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see RDA Hooker booked early this week. Uh, the logical choice ranking wise for Islam is RDA, but I would really, really love to see Gillespie versus Islam. That is my first choice. Yeah. For Misha, yeah. my choice is Aspen Ladd if she wins. I'd rather see the stylistic matchup than the revisit of the home fight at the moment. I'm high on Gamer Gamrot in the fight to make a Sarukian. It's a high skilled matchup right there. Then Vieta versus Roman Delize. Wow. Two huge middleweights with a similar record for Billy Q, the winner of Air Jordan. And Lerone Murphy, and then he just said mm. dynamite. There you go. Thank you, Andre. Who's this? List? Who's who's this? Andre. Uh, let me get the handle here. Did he uh, have a last name? Just Andre. MMA dot Sky Planet on Instagram. Oh, I mean, that's well, welcome, Andre. Uh, I also have someone. So this is I'm gonna. This is this man's gonna close up the show. He says, "Just call me Bob." Uh, I, I don't know if he doesn't want me to say his full name. If, if you, sir, if you're out there and you do, I'll say it again next week. Uh, I got to read this whole thing. This is this is a trip. Okay, so it's, it's so it's so well thought out. He says, "Want to shoot over my long time, first time, so I can get that dopamine hit where someone you listen to talks about you." So I uh, hope uh, it's just begun, Bob. Islam versus Tony. It's a necessary step up. It's Walmart brand Khabib uh, versus Tony, and you have the uh, promotional interest in putting over an up and comer off of a big name. Misha versus Holly Holm. I don't care about divisions or titles, and I don't need to explain why that's a good fight. Just gimme, gimme. I'm going to give a twofer for Gamrot, but I'm relinquishing any check-the-tapes credit because I don't want to start any nonsense. Gamrot versus either Ismagulov or Sarukyan. There aren't many fighters around. Uh, Gamrot in the rankings coming off wins and, and aren't scheduled. Plus, those would be fun matchups to say. <laughs> also, want to run this line by you guys to see if it's actually funny. Uh, hold on, Mike. Let me just see if I can read this. <laughs> what? <laughs> he wants to run this line by us to see if it's actually funny. Gamrot is trying to make trench foot sound sexy. I don't. I don't understand it, uh, Bob. Uh, it's, I'm not done, Mike. So uh, Bob keeps going. Uh, Adolfo Vieira versus Julian Marquez. I don't have an explanation for this one. It just smells good. <laughs> <laughs> he says he hits the he hit the message limit. IG was telling him I'm rambling. Sorry, I'm milking my first time. Give me. Give me Billy Q versus Jeremy Stevens. Let's reward that performance with the right to send Jeremy, uh, quote, when they tap me, I don't effing move Stevens to bare knuckle or do another hair club for men commercial or whatever. P.S. Happy birthday. It's not my birthday, but uh, I feel like it is my birthday after reading that message, Bob. So thank you for whatever that was. And uh, that's (laughs) that is that's it for me. Mike. Where can can readers uh, send (laughs) suggestions to you, Mike? Uh, Twitter at Mike Heck underscore JR, Instagram M underscore H E C K J R. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know how we follow that up. 
How is that even possible? <laughs> Guys, email me at alex.lee at espionation.com. Uh, Twitter DM Alex Alexander K. Lee. Let me try that again. Twitter DM Alexander K. Lee. Uh, Instagram DM Alexander K. K. Lee. Uh, you guys are the best. That's it. I love all these people, Mike. Yes, they are amazing. Uh, so that is it. We are putting a bow, at least for this particular program, on UFC Vegas 31. Join us again here next week as we talk about the fallout of UFC Vegas 32. And this, at least on paper, is a much different card. No offense to UFC Vegas 31, but let's be clear. Paper comparing the two cards this is the much more interesting card uh the main event is an absolute banger Corey sanhagen versus the returning tj dillashaw the former ufc bantamweight champion co-main event aspen lad versus macy chason macy barber is back against miranda maverick really good fight 125 pounds mickey gall is back he will take on jordan williams who makes his ufc debut at 170 pounds um, not his UFC debut overall, but his move down to 170. Kyler Phillips is back against Halion Paiva. Darren Elkins versus Derek Minner on that card. The People's Main Event at 135 pounds. Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costa. I feel like we should talk about that fight anyways, no matter what happens. Uh, Ian Heinish versus Nasruddin Imavov. Julio Arce moves down to 135 pounds to fight Andre Ewell. Puna Soriano versus Brendan Allen. This card is ridiculous. Chris Dacus... On the prelims against Shamil Abdurahimov, Sajara Eubanks welcomes the 4-0 Elise Reed to the UFC. Uh, Deanna Balbita versus Hannah Goldie. Trevin Jones versus Aaron Phillips. AK, this is a really good fight night card, is it not? I like it. And, and I'm glad we get to see the return of poor, poor, misunderstood TJ Dillashaw. Uh, again, anyone who's seen the uh, the promos or for the, the Fight Pass documentary, Featuring T.J. Dillashaw, uh, I'm sure. Again, we all we all sympathize with the this horrible two year suspension that uh, that T.J. Dillashaw had to go through, and and, and cannot wait for him to come back. So, uh, yeah, it's a core look. It's a Sark. All all being flippant aside, it's a corker of a main event. It's a fight I think uh, Sandhagen has wanted for some time. Glad to see he's getting it. Uh, he might get more than he bargained for. Again, T.J. Dillashaw, I think when he when he uh, before he cheated and was uh, suspended was maybe in my top five pound for pound guys. Clearly, in my mind, the best uh, the best bantamweight fighter in the world. But we'll find out. We'll see what he's got left. So many questions. So many questions regarding the past of T.J. Dillashaw uh, that we will never know the answers to. But one question that will be answered is, does the man still have it? Does he still have what it takes to fight for a title and if he beats Corey Sandhagen the answer is yes uh and if, if he loses to Corey Sandhagen we still don't know if the answer is no because Corey Sandhagen is that damn good uh so mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that fight one of the best fight night main events we are going to see in 2021 sure but that's it we're out of here so thank you for listening Ooh. we appreciate it very much always Already? remember that's it that's it oh but always remember ladies and gentlemen the real theme of this show is that Do not take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And we always have fun here on On to the Next One, the podcast. See you next week. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. 
That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.